It's the Morning Marketing Machine, here to grow your e-commerce business with proven marketing strategies and tactics, so you can run your business with machine-like precision. My name is Douglas Levin, let's dive in. Welcome to Morning Marketing Machine, and I have a very special guest today. Um, so Lonnie James uh, is one of the co-founders, I think co-founders, right, of uh, uh, Bunny James. Uh, they are a great e-commerce company. Um, we're actually in a mastermind together. So uh, I think we came in around the same time, I think. Uh, and he's just had amazing success uh, with Bunny James. Um, if you guys are around uh, the space, you probably have started to hear a lot more about them. Uh, Lonnie's been very open about his journey. I think there's even videos out there kind of talking a little bit about, <laughs> about, yeah. about your year. So uh, thank you so much for coming on today. Happy to be here, Douglas. Uh, yeah, I think we, I think we both got into our, into our mastermind around the same time. It must have been, wow, a couple of years now. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah. A couple of years now, and uh, yeah, thanks for the nice intro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you've been doing awesome. Um, so, I guess um, for people that may know, may not know, um, uh, it's getting a lot fewer now. Um, uh, can you tell people um, how you got started in in e-commerce and and kind of what you're doing now? Absolutely. Uh, e-commerce just kind of fell in my lap, um, just because I think it's the natural progression of business, right? Like, I think it's just soon everybody will, will be in that space if they're not already, at least in like a little, a little fashion, but, um, always an entrepreneur when I grew up, like had a bunch of different businesses, uh, kind of little stuff that failed and didn't work out. And, um, when I was in college, I really had my first, uh, I really had my first experience with like true entrepreneurship. I had a yogurt shop that didn't work out. Um, turns out like in college, like if you have a yogurt shop, you really want to give away free yogurt to the people that you like, but um, that's not good for, for profits. Right. And then secondly, I had a, um, a website uh, called clearmyguilt.com. It was kind of like a text from last night uh, type, um, website, more of like entertaining content. And what we did on that website is we, um, we were an online confessional. So people would, would message in and they would, uh, they would tell us about things that they felt guilty about. And then we would, we would show it to the public and the public would crowdsource it with a forgivable, unforgivable, forgivable or unforgivable, kind of like a like or dislike. Mm -hmm. And based on that, it got, plugged into a bunch of different categories. One was heaven, one was hell, one was limbo. And uh, it took off. It did really, really well. Um, we, we, we hit a point where we're getting 100,000 hits a day and we got some press on it. And um, long story short, that didn't work out either. So, uh, <laughs> but it was, it was, it was kind of like my first real experience with like a little taste of success. And uh, my background is food. My mom was a, uh, a manager in a natural food store. And so like at, at my home where I come from, if I came home with a joint, it wasn't a very big deal. But if I came home with a bag of Doritos, it was like the end of the world, you know? And um, so I knew food, like I knew healthy food. Like I drank kombucha way before it was cool. And um, uh, yeah, so I went to school, long story short, and I ended up uh, my first job with a, with a food distributor, uh, a healthy food distributor. And that really opened my eyes to like all of these amazing products and all of these, these startups, you know, producing stuff out of sustainable proteins and, and, and specialized and, and creating things that are specific to 
what I call today is a food tribe, meaning like a specialty diet or a specialty allergy. And um, I also started to see the growth in the specialty diet category. So there's within the United States, there's 89 million Americans who fit into one diet or another. And when we can, when we talk about diet, we're vegan, gluten-free, keto, something, or someone in their immediate family is, is kind of the breakout for that. And so I saw this market, right? I was like, this like under um, served market. And that was these, these uh, specialty diets. And so what I did is I, I started meeting these brands at this food di- distribution company. And I was like, Hey, like maybe I can create like a super high end vending machine and put them in places where, you know, you've got people who eat whole foods for lunch or buy their groceries from whole foods. And, and I can provide a, a service that doesn't really exist. So I ended up designing vending. I got into designing vending machines and creating them and sold them into law firms and high-end apartment complexes and different things like that. And I sold my day job because I had still have a, a ton of student loans and those types of things. They're much lower now, but so I, I filled vending machines every night until sometimes two, three AM. And um, yeah, that's really how I got into it. Uh, long story short, I have zero vending machines today. Uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of one of those things like, right. And you probably know this, you know, we get into business and the thing that got us there isn't where we end up usually. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the great thing about it is, is it gets you where you need to go, right? So like that positive action, that right action finally gets you where you need to go. And um, uh, a, an acquaintance of mine, friend of mine, uh, and I started talking more and more about like, because the logistics of the vending machines is horrible, mm-hmm. right? Like just vending machine companies in general, there's, there's, there's maintenance on the machines, there's fees from the credit card readers, uh, there's, there's physically bringing the product into the machine and the customer service that goes along with vending machines, which are almost all ancient. And it just wasn't a good business model. And so started kind of thinking about the idea of doing like corporate gifts and like, maybe, you know, there's a way to, to provide, to put the products that we're using, um, into, you know, gift boxes or boxes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we also needed a way for the vending machines to buy inventory cheaper. I was storing it all in my closet and my apartment. And it was a huge mess and um, super long story short. <laughs> we made our first few listings online and, you know, we did more in a day than I could do in a month mm-hmm. uh, in a vending machine. And it was an easy decision after that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we make stupid mistakes. I kept those vending machines for two years after that and still <laughs> filled them. So before selling the route. Yeah. So, so, so you, you talked about obviously, and, and there's a lot uh, to talk about over, over what you were just talking about, but um, uh, you were talking about how you pretty much failed at a couple of them, even though you had a little bit of success. So obviously we, 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 we talked a lot about mindset. So what goes into this at, in your head at that point? Like uh, you talked about how you, you've been an entrepreneur all your life. When you're not having success at that point, a lot of people would have given up right at, at that point so what keeps you going like because I, uh, I i'm assuming at that point that's what ultimately led to bunny james is what you were talking about in terms of the vending yeah. machines and then everything led to that um but like as you were saying there what it wasn't like it happened overnight and there was a lot of failure along the way so what keeps you going 
when you're putting in all that time and effort in you were just talking about two or two or three other projects that you were working on where it didn't quite work out. You had like little bits of success here and there, but it just wasn't what you were thinking it would be. So what keeps you going? I think I would love to say sheer perseverance and desire. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's maybe what some people say when they really don't think about what the driver is. I think as I've evolved as a person, there's more of that today. But when I look down to it, man, when I really look at it, um, it was out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wanting, wanting to prove myself, to prove to others around me, to where I grew up, to you know, just show uh, my network and acquaintances that like I was capable. Mm-hmm that I could build something that could be successful. And um, also like it helps to be working on what you're really passionate about, like the whole food space. And I grew up in a home where there were so many diets and allergies. Like my mom had to cook like two, three dinners sometimes, you know, like one was vegan. I'm lactose intolerant. My sister uh, is celiac. My mom is like allergic to weird stuff like eggs and um, bananas. You know, so there was just always this like, uh, and when you get sent a gift box, you know, it's a, it's a mess for a family with a bunch of different allergies, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but I think to, to truly answer your question, it's, I think fear pushed me through, man. And I think, unfortunately, and I hope to, to continue to work on this, but I think it's still probably the biggest motivator, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you asked a lot of entrepreneurs, like deep down, you know, why? Because it's not easy. It's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life and continuously gets harder mm-hmm. as it grows. Um, I would say it's fear. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that, that I think people don't really think about too, is like, um, when you're talking about being the hardest thing you ever do, like, like, um, I've heard this, this before, like you talk about how Bill Gates is up to this level or whatever it is, but he started it off at like way below our level when he got started. And it's just that you get to this level and you, and you then you have a, a bigger set of problems as you go through, it never stops. Like, so, no. so you're dealing with that right now, right? It's just a new set of problems that you have to deal with. Yeah, and I think like, it requires a lot of self care mm-hmm. in, in ways like, right? I can tell you that fear is a huge motivator for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, it's honestly like when my alarm goes off, it, it's what gets me out of the bed. Mm-hmm. But I've got a lot of tools now over the years that, you know, I, I work through that, right. There's a lot of, I have a lot of like self-care practices now that, you know, bring me back to reality where like at this moment right now, talking to you, I feel pretty good, mm-hmm. so, but it takes a lot of work for me to get there. So, so since you brought that up, I wanted to, can I ask what are some of the self-care that kind of have helped you? Cause and even you're, you're not the, the only person, like obviously as doing this show, um, and, and interviewing a lot of people that are like you are, like in terms of level of success. Um, I, I think that answer that you were saying would be like the generic answer of I just persevered. Nobody does that. And, and they have, like you were saying, they have here or they have whatever it is that gets them. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like it, it either gets to them or is that driving factor. So, so what self-care has helped you um, when you're in those situations? Yeah, and I wish I would have picked this stuff up so much earlier. So much earlier, I could have saved a lot of pain. Uh, Meditation, 
daily for me, usually twice a day. Uh, I meditate right when I wake up. It's like the first thing I do. And uh, I meditate um, either at lunchtime, depending on how rough the day is, or uh, a new one that I've started is when I get home from work so I can be present with uh, my wife. And because um, otherwise it's hard for me to, to fully shut it off. Mm-hmm. So meditation, um, I, I have a pretty uh, a strong like uh, um, prayer system too. So, you know, like I pray to something out there, you know, who knows what. And um, also hugely important, I've got a, I've got a business coach, mm-hmm. which is every two weeks, extremely helpful especially around employee stuff, right? When you're an entrepreneur coming in, your company starts to grow and grow and grow. And you now have people who, who like report to you and how to convey tough information, how to give raises, how to let people go, like things that I just didn't really know how to do, mm-hmm. um, which caused a lot of stress and anxiety. Uh, uh, so I've got, a, I've got a business coach, which focuses on mindfulness. So like in those sessions, there's a lot of breathing techniques. There's a lot of meditation. There's a lot of going over specifics and goals and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then also what I tell everybody, get yourself a good therapist, man. Get <laughs> yourself a good one. Because if you want to go on this road, man, it's, uh, you know, it can be daunting. But I would say everyone's different. I mean, I mean a lot of people have different thresholds. Uh, so who knows? Maybe this, this life is cake for some people. It's just just hasn't been cake for me. And then the last thing is uh, um, I've always worked out and gone to the gym. So it's not like a practice that I need to make myself do. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy running. I really enjoy going to the gym. So that would be um, probably the last, the last piece of the puzzle there. Oh. Uh, and you, you brought it up um, a little earlier when talking about the business coach. I mean, that's the one thing that I... I think people don't really talk about enough, like the idea that like we're, when we're doing this with e-commerce and obviously you have people that you're, you're in, you're, what was it? Like uh, you still, you still have employees and you have everything that goes with it. But when you started, it was probably, it was just you, you're doing a lot of yourself. So like it can be a lonely existence for us. And, and the idea that you brought up of the business coach and like masterminds in general, like obviously we're part of as well, are, are, so helpful with that and and i think that's what i love in terms of what you were just saying like um that it if you think you can go it alone you're probably not going to get that far like like you you have a business coach you're saying the therapist all of that kind of stuff where it's really helpful um and it kind of along those lines uh, uh you were talking about um uh talking to your, your business coach um what uh with the expansion that's happened what would you say is the part of the business that you you love the least um, based off of that because it sounded like that was some of the stuff that you don't like (laughs) yeah um man the people stuff is the hardest Mm -hmm. and everyone always says that like hey like you know getting your getting your business to a to b isn't the hardest it's you know learning how to how to work and train and and grow people and uh yeah, that's the hardest. Having tough conversations, constantly giving feedback, and frequently, frequently choosing between lose-lose situations, right? Oh. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I probably have to make one every day right now. Mm -hmm. And that's tough. So my least favorite is like tough people conversations, but also my favorite is when I get to praise people for kicking ass, you know, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Like I love watching people grow. I love watching people just get better at what they do. And that's exciting for me. I've never had that before until recently. And that's so fulfilling. So, so you're, you're obviously you're just talking about those kind of lose, lose situations. Um, so in those situations, what's your, what's your, I guess, North star is what Brian would always say. Like what, what helps you make those decisions when you're like, all right, this, neither of these are good option, but I got, I got to do something here as the boss. Yeah. I think for me with the limited experience that I do have, is uh, first I, I say like, all right, give me some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I go ask people who know, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like that's, that's how it works for me. You know, I just have, luckily have some people in my network who are willing to take my calls. Um, I've got some partners in the business who, you know, are there uh, to kind of help work through some stuff. So I ask, and that was one of my goals last year that I had kind of on my board above my bed was uh, ask for help Mm. because all you do is put yourself through more pain and um, never once when someone's asked me an advice question, have I ever been like, Oh, I hate that they asked me that (laughs) advice question, you know? So I hope that other people feel the same way and I hope I can pass that on too, you know, to help other entrepreneurs who maybe haven't been through something. So I ask and, I get a feel on it and then I weigh it with what I was thinking and go for it. Well, and and what you're saying too, I mean, like um, we don't know what we don't know. And every time that we're, we're in, we're in this, we're doing something that we've never done before, like every day. Yeah. So, so, I mean, what you're saying, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, uh, people that think that doesn't happen are just, they are, I, I don't understand them because <laughs> it's what we do. And, and, and for you to, like, we were just talking about the idea of masterminds. I mean, that's, that's what they're there for. That's how you, what the rising tide lifts all boats, all that kind of thing where it's, it's, it's able to help you. Um, but yeah, uh, I think one thing to add is like, I just got off a call with someone who's kind of like an advisor to me. And this person's so far out of my league. It's crazy. Like this person has sold like multi-million dollar companies a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was asking some, I'm thinking about creating, creating an advisory board to help me with stuff like this, right? Okay. Like stuff I don't know how to handle, maybe like raising money and things like that. And um, he was just saying like, he's got the same thing. He's got someone he calls who's uber more successful than him, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, I guess I've never really met anybody who's like doing super well that uh, isn't calling people and asking what to do or for suggestions yeah yeah i mean you it's it's always like the way i always kind of looks i want to be the dumbest person in the room i want to i want to try and learn from people that are much better than me so i can learn from it and and hopefully grow yeah yeah um so uh obviously you have a lot to do every day uh and you're getting even crazier um how do you get the most out of your day It actually just changed for me a lot. Um, And it's fluid. 
meaning like depending on the time of the year, we've got a very seasonal business. Mm -hmm. So things really pick up towards the fourth quarter and then around Easter, Valentine's Day is coming up. So things change a little bit around those times. But the way that I, uh, the way that I organize my life is I'll start on a macro level. I've got a one place. I've got a Trello board that has everything in my life in it from broken down to, so the way it works is the first, uh, part of it or tab or whatever you want to call it is unsorted. So as things are going through my mind all day and new obligations and tasks and things, I'm just throwing them up from my phone. Right. So everything kind of gets pushed into this black hole of stuff that needs to be done. And then every Sunday I sort it based on uh, priority, uh, time sensitivity and importance. And then once everything's sorted, uh, and I, and I push, uh, emails as well that have tasks associated with them. They go in there as well. And then after everything's sorted on Sunday, I spend like four hours right now. It takes a while. I spend four hours and I, um, block that stuff out in my week mm-hmm. where like things that are important, I'll block out. But most importantly, the one thing that I learned from my business coach, and if anybody's watching this, this has been like the biggest takeaway for me is I I plan out my days before they start or else I just feel totally unorganized and unsuccessful. But even then I was having trouble feeling successful because my, I could never finish everything that I put on the list. Mm -hmm. You know, it just always continued, right? Just never felt accomplished. So now on the bottom of my notebook, there's an area it's, it's called highlight. And in that area, there's the most important thing that I need to get done that day. Mm-hmm. And I will not go to sleep without doing that thing. And once that is done, I have a feeling of completion and success. And that way I know at least like the one thing I needed to get done that day got done. And so uh, I would say the highlight in my t- day's list uh, is, is really what has changed it for me. Yeah. Nice. And, and- uh, I've, I've referenced the one thing, obviously, that uh, Brian's talked about numerous times and is an amazing book. So so uh, since you brought it up, what's your most important thing right now? Hmm. Uh, on my list of what I have to do before today is over, still, hmm. normally I do it, I like to do it early, right, get it out of the way, but I still have to do it. And uh, we're switching uh, accounting firms. And I have to get this uh, new accountant all set up in our Slack and all of our systems to make sure that they have access and everything going on. So I got to get that done today because we got to get to work on our uh, 2020 taxes and books. Mm. All right, cool, cool. Yeah. And, uh, uh, this is something that I, I, I always want to know about. And, and you referenced, obviously, earlier, the idea of, of fear is a big driver for you. But um, um, uh, I know a lot of business owners deal with um, like overwhelm. They deal with um, uh, a negative mentality at certain points in their, in their life or uh, like it could be in their day, honestly. Um, I know I kind of deal with this where it's, it's, getting, it's hard to, to get stuff accomplished. Um, when you're in those situations, um, what helps you get over it and, and get back so you can overcome, whether it's a uh, like a setback, like just something that you've been trying to get through and you just can't, what helps you in those situations? That's such a good question. Mm-hmm. 
and it's so important. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think people really who aren't in this life understand really the mental beatdown at times and the sacrifices and yeah, sometimes I just think back and just a lot to take in. How I would answer that question is for me and how things have progressed because more things are happening. There's more people involved in the businesses. I have those moments every day, just throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And I'm always looking for new solutions to help me. I'd like to say, come back to reality because mm -hmm. that's truthfully what it is, right? We get so worked up in our, in our lives and what's going on that it's almost like a self-obsession, right? It's like, there's nothing else existing in this earth right now other than Lonnie's problems, <laughs> right? That's kind of the thought. It's like, this is the end of the, like, this is the end of the world. I can't take it. Like this person is doing this, this person's doing that. And you're just full of this, like, I like to call it like a self-centered fear. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've got a few things that I do. But the most important thing for, for me to remember is that it passes. Mm -hmm. So when I'm there, when I'm in that place, that happens to me all the time is I try just first off, like acknowledging that it's happening and not make any decisions in that moment or not send that email or not send that Slack or that tech message or, you know, that can wait. Mm -hmm. So not, not, I guess, not causing damage. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the second piece is, yeah, I think there are definitely some tactics and they're different for everybody. Me, if I'm not in panic, cause I think there's overwhelming stress. And then the next level up is panic, which you probably experienced. I've experienced like, you know, for us, give you an example, like, you know, you send a whole truckload of boxes and they're lost for two hours, right? That's panic. <laughs> you know, it's like with panic, we'll start a panic when it's panic for me, there's no breathing through that. There's no meditating. <laughs> it actually is like a total different mental state. So that's, uh, I go to like jumping jacks or I'll run, right? Mm -hmm. Like just quickly, like I got to, I got to like move around. I got to get outside of it. If it's just the overwhelm and angry and frustrated and negative, I typically meditate. And uh, if, if I can get myself to do it, do a few breathing exercises. Um, but I think as of recently, sometimes I'll give myself permission just to go take an hour off. You know what I mean? Go drive around, go, go home for an hour. Like pretty much, I'm, I'm probably not supposed to swear in here, but just fuck off for an hour. You know what <laughs> I mean? And sometimes that'll help me get back to, get back to where I need to be. But it's, it's, it's different every day. But I think the one thing that people do confuse here, and I've just recently found out from my coach is like, there's a big difference between panic and overwhelm, anger, you know, those types of things. And I think they have different solutions. Yeah, that's great. And, and I know like uh, a lot of that I've kind of dealt with too. I, um, 
not so much on the panic side because yeah when you're when you're in panic mode you're freaking out but um uh i'll i'll do the same thing where if it's like i'll take sometimes i'll take the day off or if it depending yeah. on the day or i need to take some time and veg out kind of whatever it is like yeah. uh, like taking time away like it, it does have a good impact like when you're when when your mind is not in the right place like get away from the problem sometimes and kind of reset um i know that helps me a lot too um but uh uh, only a, a little bit of time here. I want to make sure I value your time. But um, yeah. uh, I, I uh, congratulations by the way. I know that you, uh, uh, you recently recently got married. So yes, uh, yeah. Uh, well, one of the things I want to ask is is um, you, you talked about the idea of kind of shut it, shutting it off and, and kind of meditating at the end of the day. So yeah. what um, to you, um, what is a work life balance? Mm. Well, I could just tell you my schedule. I don't know if it's good work-life balance or not. I take one day a week off. Uh, that's Saturdays. It used to be none, so it's a huge improvement for me. So I'll take it. I think everybody, looking back, I think everyone needs at least one day a week off. And then um, I'm typically out of work by six or seven, just depending on the day. And I'm, I'm up pretty early working and sometimes I like to go to the gym before uh but when I'm home now I would say like when I was single you know you can work into the wee hours of the night and sometimes it's nice your creativity comes out and sometimes you do shit work too and it just is no good but uh, yeah when I get home uh I'm there and I think three so from set let's say I get home at seven three good because we go to sleep around 10 mm -hmm. three good hours of present time is way more valuable than five hours of not present time mm -hmm. and that's kind of my commitment to my wife is like i've started being present when i'm there and and if i can't shake what's what's on my mind from work we i we talk about it mm -hmm. And that, and that really helps. And one thing, I guess, for anybody who has a significant other, we started this thing that I was recommended by another entrepreneur who I look up to and call for advice and different things like that, was having a, a weekly meeting with my wife mm -hmm. where we go through everything. So we've got, it's a, it's, <laughs> she was so pissed about this. It was, it's a, it's a Trello board mm -hmm. with, activities we want to do tasks we need to get done places we want to travel birthdays coming up calendar stuff things that we're grateful about with each other um, all different types of things mm -hmm. and it's so wonderful so every saturday at 10 a.m we have our meeting and like it helps us get on the same page mm -hmm. Be because i was struggling with the fact that like things needed to be done and she would tell me like when I got off work or the one day a week that I had off, which was Saturday. And it just felt like all, like I just couldn't get a second to like not be thinking about things that needed to be done. Mm -hmm. And now we've got a place for it. It's the one time a week throughout the week when we're thinking about stuff, we throw it up there. So that has been a wonderful way to make the time that we have together 
so much more valuable. That's very interesting. I, I, I heard something similar before. I don't think I've, I've heard that kind of a thing. Um, but I, I, I think one of the things that you said too, which was really good is, is being able to kind of get stuff out like um, more than anything. Cause I, I know on my end when you've got like, you always feel like you've got five, five million things to do every day, whether it's business or personal and yeah. it's hard to sleep. It's hard to relax when you don't get it out. So you being able to do that on a Trello board um, uh, and, and honestly, your wife being uh, uh, going along with it too. <laughs> um, oh, she was, she was not into it. I said, let's do it for two weeks. And if you hate it, we'll scrap it. Uh, and cause she was like, why are you turning our relationship into like a business tool? And I was like, I promise like just two weeks, give me two weeks. And now she loves it because like everything's so organized, everything's so dialed in. We actually accomplish things together mm-hmm. or they're written down. So we get to look at them being accomplished. It's been really helpful. I, I, I think uh, without calling my wife out, she'd probably say the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> we got started with the trail. <laughs> yeah. It's worth a shot. I yeah. Just, hey, two weeks and all your misery is refunded. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so um, uh, I, I know Brian's talked a lot about like your why and everything like that. Do, do you think your purpose has changed since you got married or, or uh, like, or is it still the same? No, man. It's, uh, it's right there. Now I just like, I mean, I always had an amazing partner mm-hmm. in it. So now it's just like, uh, even, a, a I guess you could say a tighter bond. I think we had an amazing bond. Mm-hmm. It adds the aspect in of like, like things outside of work, right? Like family, which I'm excited to have one day. And right now we've got a very small family. It's our puppy Mozzie and, and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of our why was, you know, always to, to, to be a team and those types of things. So I think, I think that was there before and it just kind of maybe solidified a little bit, a little bit. And the one thing that's so wonderful about her is that, she believes in me when I don't, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of like those times where you talked about where I'm like, I don't think I can do it anymore. Like I just, you know, I can't handle it. Like, you know, she's the one who's going to tell me it's going to be all right. And that's what, uh, that's, what's wonderful about her. So. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's one of the things that I think doesn't really get talked about enough in terms of the importance of your spouse in terms of yeah. your, your, your success. Like I know, I said it on numerous times. I was actually a guest on a friend of mine's podcast where we specifically talked about that idea. And I know that 100%, I would not be in the position I am in terms of my business or my life if it wasn't for my wife. It's just, yeah. um, it, I, I am of the mindset that you, you cannot be successful um, and if you have a relationship with somebody where, the, where you don't compliment each other in that way and, and you're not able to really work with them in terms of the business it's just i don't think it's going to work personally yeah or they don't want that for you right mm-hmm. that would be really hard if there's just different um directions and where you both want to go mm-hmm. yeah i think not having alignment on that is could be really tough for sure yeah, definitely 
Um, so uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer here, but um, this is a, a question. I was on a friend of mine's um, podcast and he brought up this question. Um, so I loved it so much. I pretty much asked everyone else since. Um, so um, I wanted to ask you, what's your definition of success? Yeah, that's a that's a, that's an interesting question. I mean, it's a hard question. And I think it's super complex because I think I think our lives are split up into so many different things, right? Like my work isn't my life, my wife isn't my life, my hobbies aren't my life. Um, you know, you can be successful in so many different areas of, 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 of your life. And I would say for me personally, uh, a few of the deciding factors uh, for success would be one. I've always been a creative and I've always wanted to create something that lasts like a brand or, or a product that, you know, people know by name and use and it helps them. And, you know, say in a way where it's like, Oh, I love bunny James. Like, mm -hmm. Finally, you know, there, there, there are gifts that I can send to, to everyone I know with allergies or, or for myself and like just really providing an amazing service that people love. Like when they talk about it, like I just, I, I want people to, you know, love it and enjoy it. You know, the way that people talk about Lululemon or they talk about, you know, whatever their favorite product is and I'd love to create something that just brings more joy and, and creativity and funness and lightheartedness to people's lives. And I think the second part of that is philanthropy. Like I'd love to give it all away. Like that would me is to like have a really good outcome uh, in business and, and then just begin to give it back in a way that like I find really fun and, and helpful and, uh, and then I think the last piece and probably the most important piece of it all and something I've been searching for my whole life is like, I just want to feel okay, man. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've been chasing something my whole life and, uh, and I think that's kind of it, like kind of that business side of things. Um, but I just really would, I, I would feel successful if I was just like content and calm in my life and I was slow and I thought about things and spent a lot of time reading and enjoying uh, just kind of that overwhelming feeling of content mm. is something that I'm looking to get to probably from mindfulness. Right. I don't think that comes with money or, or like financial success, but right. that's something that uh, I, I'm trying to achieve. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know like a lot of people that I've, kind of looked up to, I guess, in terms of like their, their billion dollar company, like, like uh, people like uh, Tom Bellew is, is one where like they, they, they had the idea that, um, uh, yeah, I could be a millionaire, but that doesn't lead to contentness or fulfillment or anything like that. That comes from a, a different place. And ultimately that's not about money. 
Um, so yeah, I think what you're saying is, is great. And obviously everyone's different in terms of what their definition is. I am, I, and I, I love what you were just saying, um, but um, uh, I, I don't want to keep you anymore. I want to value your time, <laughs> but I, I wanted to thank you so much for, for coming on today, sharing some of your story, your expert insight. Um, it was so great talking to you today. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, how can our listeners find out more about what you're doing? Absolutely. Well, Personally, you can go uh, to LonnieJames.com. Yeah. I've just kind of got a little plethora of uh, stuff that I've been involved in and, and whatnot. And uh, so you can take a look at that. There's a lot of stuff around, you know, the struggles that come along with being an entrepreneur and things of that sort. And then from a business standpoint, check out BunnyJames.com, B-U-N-N-Y-J-A-M-E-S.com. And you'll get to see what we do and what we ship out and all that all that good stuff. And, and we'll definitely have links as well. So everyone can check it out. Uh, thank you again, Lonnie. This was a lot of fun talking to you and hopefully it helps a lot of people out. Um, so talk to everyone next time on Morning Mark Machine. All right. Bye. Thank you. Have a great day. Appreciate you having me.